Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded just like you, located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant, and Girling Repair of Wayland, Winfield, Iowa. If your mower's dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Welcome back to Round Guy Radio as the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa presents high school basketball. This is a pregame show. There's a game uh, or two Monday and then a whole bunch of games on Tuesday we're going to get you ready for. I uh, have Jeff Mills of Real Smart Video and the voice of the Kyoto Eagles, Andy Kretzinger, or I mean, <laughs> Andy McGuire on the phone. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, welcome to the program, guys. Thanks for having me, Dave. Yeah, thanks, Dave. All right. Well, listen, uh, we uh, I want to read off some sponsors that are helping us, uh, in addition to the ones I do, you just heard on the uh, ad here. But I do want to really thank a new one. We've got uh, Pilot Grove Savings Bank of Mount Pleasant. They're really helping us out, uh, as well as Eichelberger Farms and uh, 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 Physical Therapy Services of Kelowna and the Davis Salon of Coralville, Iowa, are helping bring all this uh action to you uh but uh andy you were at the kyoto eagles game with hillcrest and uh uh they put up another victory against a high quality team uh what what was the lowdown and the skinny on that game there yeah absolutely great game yesterday afternoon over in hillcrest um kyoto eagles taking on the hillcrest ravens who uh, I think came into the day yesterday a seven and five record, but probably one of the better seven and five records you find. Um, really, uh, both teams came out hot and heavy early, and really duked it out in the first half. Um, Grant uh, Bender, I think is his name, had an awesome game for the Ravens, and uh, in the second half, the Kyoto Eagles were able to uh, shut him down a little box and one, I think it was. Uh, Aiden Anderson and Dalton Dodd put the pressure on him and really limited what he could do. Um, Seth Hours, their other star player, um, I think came up with uh, maybe a calf injury or something about halfway through the second quarter and uh, didn't look the same the rest of the game. But Kyoto really played uh, solid defense, probably some of the best defense I've seen him play all year to get a really nice win on the road at Hillcrest. And uh, just a plug for Hillcrest, if nobody's been there, if you haven't been there, what an awesome place to watch a game. They actually had a, um, a band, a real, a legit band with a guitar, a bass, drum set, keyboards, and they were playing all the day of your favorite tunes. And they would do that at timeouts and at halftime. And uh, it wasn't your normal um, pet band that you would see from a school. And they're also rolling out 90s uh, country hits on the radio or on the, in the, on the PA system in the gym. So kind of an incredible place to watch a game uh, and a great one for Kyoto Eagles. Well, I've never heard anything but uh, Hillcrest Academy, uh, good things about Hillcrest Academy. Jeff, do you have anything, have you seen, uh, know anything about the Hillcrest Academy Ravens or the Kyoto Eagles that you want to add? Um, I haven't watched Kyoto yet, but you will be happy to know I plan on they're traveling to Highland on February 6th. So I am going to actually get some video for you. I know you've been asking about that and get to watch them play. Uh, Hillcrest, I did, I believe it was Winfield I watched them take on, and that was their second matchup. And that, that Grant Bender and Seth Orr's kid both had real nice games for them. So. Well, yeah, in fact, we got some video of that, uh, the Hillcrest uh, Winfield game you sent us, and we posted it on the, on the podcast. And- Thank That's you for right, that. Yeah. Uh, I loaded up the uh, the video that you just shot over two teams that we're dying to cover that don't have a lot of uh, on, but uh, 
So it was no, uh, Burlington, Notre Dame, and this uh, super talented West Burlington team. Uh, really liked that video. Uh, John Bain called me up after he watched it. He says, that was fantastic. He says, he says well, you just got to keep working with Jeff. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying, man. I'm trying. <laughs> so, uh, but that was tremendous. Well, you guys, are you guys ready for some breaking news? Oh, boy. Um, I've got a new nickname for uh, the Hillcrest Academy store star there. We're going with Grant the Mind Bender. <laughs> I like it. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, because he is a mind bender. And, and uh, 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 let me ask you something, Andy. Uh, a 20-point win over a Hillcrest Academy a team is, is just straight up impressive. Uh, uh, what what did the Kyoto Eagles do? Were things firing on all cylinders? Who were some of the leading scores? Uh, 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 I need a few more details about this game. Sure, you bet. Um, yeah, they were, you know, like I said, out of the gate. I think both offenses were firing off pretty good. Um, Sawyer Stout does what Sawyer Stout does. He was shooting the ball well and getting into the paint and putting it off glass. Uh, Evan Vinito was battling all the first half against that Bender kid who was every bit of 6'3", muscled up, really good athlete. Um, those guys were going at it. Uh, Aiden Anderson hit some shots. Billy Kindred. You know, kind of like Sawyer was doing what Billy Kendrick does, but Billy got a lot of really nice rebounds, was there affecting the game with his length and his arms. He's got super long arms, and um, it really put together a nice half. I think uh, Hillcrest actually had a lead 29-27 at halftime, and then in the second half, uh, Coach Stout uh, made adjustments. Dave, you've mentioned this in the past, how, how good a job uh, Coach Stout does for Kyoto making that adjustment and really put Aiden Anderson on Grant Bender for the rest of the half, you know, kind of in this, like I say, boxing one where Aiden Anderson was just absolutely hounding Grant Bender and locked him down. Um, you know, he put that, that, that matchup on, on the star player who's scoring the most. I think he had maybe 16 in the first half um, and really limited him to probably another three or four points in the second half. Uh, Dalton Dodd came off the bench and did the same thing that Aiden Anderson was doing, helped lock down Grant Bender. And I don't think Seth Hours, I don't think I saw the Seth Hours that everybody else has seen. Um, I think he did probably tweak an, an ankle or maybe a calf and uh, just wasn't the same. And the rest of the roster for Hillcrest really couldn't knock down the shots in the second half either. I think maybe they had 11 total points in the second half. So, again, it was really the defensive effort for Kyoto that brought him the victory here. And anybody that's watched Kyoto basketball knows the offense can do great things, but sometimes the, the mental lapses or maybe just a little bit of breakdown in defense bites them, but it didn't happen yesterday. And uh, they really took care of what I think is a pretty impressive offensive team. And, again, I don't feel like I got the full flavor of what Hillcrest is, but I, I give uh, most of the credit that to the defense for Kyoto. Well, uh, when things when when things are going good, I don't think hardly anyone can beat Kyoto when 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 their shots are falling and and everything's in rhythm for them and uh, they're at one hundred percent. The only other uh, scores from Saturday here uh, uh, is basically the Liberty Lightning uh, uh, seventy seven, Fairfield Trojans forty nine. But we will move on uh, to a game uh, Monday night uh, that I'm going to go and cover. And that is uh, Pella Christian at the Pekin Panthers. Uh, um, either uh, we'll start with you, Andy. Do you know anything about either one of these teams? Uh, I know a little bit just from watching, you know, the sickle and what Pekin's been able to do. Um, 
Michigan's a quality team, obviously. Uh, they beat quite a few sickle uh, conference foes, I think. I know that you called them uh, against Sigourney and played a really good game. I think they play really solid defense, and I think that they're uh, maybe much improved from last year. Um, Pella Christian is a dangerous team. I think they do have a lot of length. I know that I watched uh, Pella Christian Eagles take on uh, Sigourney Kyoto Cobras in football, and I know they have a couple of kids on that roster that are maybe six, 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 eight in that range, so they have a lot of height. And I think uh, Pella Christian gave Eddieville Blakesburg Fremont a uh, tough go of it earlier in the year. And if anybody's seen EBF, um, I know Jacob Lendendorf talks about EBF all the time and their high flyers. Um, so anytime Pella Christian takes on a team like EBF and gives them fits, that, uh, that bodes well for that team. So I think it's going to be a darn good game. I'm, I'm excited you're going to be there. I wish I could be there, but uh, I'll be looking forward to seeing how that turns out. Well, Jeff, uh, the, the Pella Christian Eagles knocked down the uh, Wilton Beavers uh, 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 and, or the Pika Panthers. Do you know anything about either one of these teams? Jeff? Uh, still- I do not, actually. Okay, well, that's all right. Well, uh, let's move on to Tuesday and uh, game number one. We're going to talk about uh, – we're going to stay with the Kyoto Eagles uh, – after a big win Saturday, they have uh, Bell Plain Plainsman coming to town for a rematch uh, of that game. Uh, Bell, we beat Bell Plain uh, real early in the season, and they never lost again that I know of. Uh, uh, but we really handled them uh, the first time. Uh, what are we expecting this next time, Andy? Yeah, correct. We beat them early in the season. It was uh, one-sided. I think the score was 86, Kyoto 25, Bell Plain. Yeah, they did go on a pretty nice run of, of wins. However, they have lost a few in recent weeks. Um, they've lost to some of the powerhouses, what I would say, in the single conference. They lost to Linville Soli. They lost to Montezuma. Uh, they lost to Nebraska. And then most recently, they dropped one to HLV, which was kind of a head-scratcher, um, just, just knowing those two rosters. Um, but I think that there may have been some injuries that have plagued Bell Plain. Um, I heard through the grapevine, I don't know it to be fact, but I heard through the grapevine that Wyatt Cook or Cooch, their uh, star point guard, may have been down. So that would definitely hurt things. Um, Kyoto will come in, you know, on the on the season at 12 and 3, Bell Plain 10 and 6. Kyoto on the conference is 9 and 2, and Bell Plain is 6 and 5 in conference play. Uh, and they're both on the east side of the Sickle Conference. So this is a pretty important game with Kyoto being at the top and Bell Plain sitting at number two, tied for number two with Sigourney, which Kyoto has on Friday night with Sigourney. But uh, I, I think that um, it'll be interesting to see if Bell Plain is healthy to see um, how much progress they've made, and, and I'm sure that it won't be another 86-25 game that we saw earlier in the year. Bell Plain's a much more quality team than that score indicates. So I think it'll be a tough game. But if Kyoto can do what they've done to some of these recent opponents, play as a team, distribute the ball evenly, and uh, take care of business, they should be just fine. Well, Jeff, do you know anything about either one of those teams, uh, uh, the Bell playing at all? No, over on that side of the uh, where you guys are, I'm, I'm not real familiar with that. I don't get over that way much. So. Well, uh, why don't we move on to, to a game? Do you have a game that you picked out that you wanted to talk about, Jeff? I actually, yeah, I've got a couple of them that really caught my eye. There's one in the SEISC South and one in the North. Um, the big one Tuesday night in the North is obviously going to be Winfield versus Waco. Um, Waco's still unbeaten, 13 or no. 
Winfield is 11 and two. They dropped one to Minneapolis. I know here recently, um, which was that was a big win for the Bulldogs there. Um, but I know this has conference implications. If Winfield Winfield could beat Waco, then uh, that would give them their first loss in conference play. And Winfield all, also only has one loss, so uh, if both teams won out. That would be a shared conference title. But I think if Waco takes this one, then they're they're on their way for that. The second matchup that I had originally planned on going until I realized that Winfield was going to Waco was uh, a Danville team is going to New London. And New London's been playing their best basketball here recently. They've really turned it on the second half since the break. Uh, they're sitting at 9-4. and four. Danville is 10-4. and four. I know they're led by a, a kid named Caden Gorley. I got to watch him uh, play down in Lex against the O&M Falcons and he put up like 27 points. He had a double-double. He was all over the place, and I really enjoyed him watching watching him play, which is why I wanted to go watch him. But I can't miss the uh, Winfield-Waco matchup here with conference implications and all that. i got to make that one. So, so we'll see what happens. But them are the two big ones I had on my map. Yeah, uh, uh, those are, are two great matchups. Uh, Andy, uh, I guess we're, we're, we're doing a twofer uh deal but uh these two are are very well worth it what what do you uh what do you know about these teams yeah those are two monster matchups in that uh super conference holy smokes if you want to watch good basketball pick one of those two and go sit in the gym and you won't be disappointed you know that waco winfield mount union um that i think you know is going to decide it obviously you know if if winfield can somehow pull that win off that would be monumental uh, I, I just think the world of that Waco team, I think they've got a ton of weapons. They're playing as a team. I think everybody's back and healthy. It's uh, That's a tall order for Winfield Mount Union, but they got the guns to do it, that's for sure. Um, and then getting over to that, um, what do we say, well, New London and uh, Danville, that's uh, a perennially just a, a, a slugfest. Those two schools are so close to each other, rich basketball heritage. Um, I watched the New London Waco game recently and was just massively impressed with Blaze Porter and Kate Benjamin, probably, you know, maybe one of the best one, two punches in, in Southeast Iowa for sure, if not the state. So, you know, seeing those, those two games going down is, is fantastic. And, uh, I, yeah, I just, it's amazing that those two are happening the same week. Well, Meepo just coming off of a last second, uh, one point win over, uh, uh, who was that? Uh, well, they I mean, who, who was it? Yeah. Danville. Yeah. They beat Danville by one point last week, I think, or Friday night. You're right. Yep. So, uh, wow. They're going to be itching to, to try to get back into this thing. Um, uh, Danville was the one that went to state, uh, last year, but, uh, New London looks pretty tough to me. I haven't seen Danville. Uh, Jeff, that's down your way. Why don't we start with you? What do you know about the uh, – uh, well, I guess we already did start with you. Uh, uh, what do you – you got any other thoughts on that game uh, as far as the Cade Benjamin and the uh, uh, Blaze Porter, uh, how they're – how you think they can take this this one here? I, I think so. Um, L&M gave Danville a pretty good matchup. When I watched them play, Danville pulled out on top in the end, but um, I haven't got to watch the, the Tigers play yet. Um, but from what I hear and what I've been seeing, them giving Waco a real good game, and just like I said, they're playing their best basketball at the right time. So I, I think they got a real good shot to 
take this one on their own course and give Dando their fifth loss here. You're gonna get you're gonna yeah yeah. Well, when you get a chance to see him, you'll get some highlights. That's for sure. Well, Andy, uh, gosh, uh, all I can tell you is uh, uh, I think the key here is the Winfield Mount Union defense in the Waco Winfield Mount Union game. Winfield Mount Union really held uh, uh, Waco scoring down uh, better than anybody. Um, if it wasn't for uh, Odie Stephenshuk hitting a bunch of threes in the in the second half, like four of them, uh, which you know accounted for a good chunk of their points altogether, really, like a fourth of them. Uh, uh, what do you think? What do you think the keys for for Winfield Mount Union to to come out on top in this one? I would I would echo the defensive side of things. You know, keeping Cody Graber, you know, in check, keeping Hunter Hughes in check, you know, keeping, shoot, all those weapons in check is just a, it's such a tall order. I think the other thing is taking care of the basketball. You know, if these guys can limit turnovers, Waco likes to put that press on. If Winfield Mount Union can keep that press broke, get up and down the court like they like to run, you know, get Buffington in there, get him, you know, off last, doing those sorts of things. They have a shot at this thing, but that's that's a lot of ifs, if they can do all of those things. So, you know, I think that, again, uh, defense and taking care of the basketball could get them in the win here. I think Waco's depth would be the uh, their key advantage here, but, man, that's going to be a that's going to be a barn burner. That's going to be – and you're going to have some video of that, Jeff? Yep, the Winfield Waco. Yep, I will be there. Oh my God! Uh, I hope we can share some of that because those are going to be some serious highlights. All right, twenty dollars to you for sure, buddy. Well, Andy, you want to pick out a game to talk about Tuesday? I was going to point out uh, Sigourney going to Iowa Valley. Yeah. Um, Sigourney's um, six and five in conference. Uh, Iowa Valley two and seven. Um, Sigourney's eight and seven overall. Uh, Iowa Valley two and nine. Um, I'll be interested in seeing how Iowa Valley comes out after the tragic loss of uh, sophomore Dylan Penning. Um, Dylan lost his life earlier uh, last week. I think uh, funeral services were, I believe, Friday Saturday. So Iowa Valley coming off of such an emotional loss of that young man tragedy uh, up in Marengo. Um, but Sigourney really needs to come out and, and try and take care of things and get the win. Um, obviously, uh, Iowa Valley, I think, will have their starting five intact. Um, I'm, I'm aware that I think the game is planned to go on. Uh, it needs to go on, in my opinion, just to uh, try and put some normalcy back up in that area. Um, so, you know, Caleb Hawk for uh, Iowa Valley is a threat. He's a tall kid. Uh, as a sophomore, he's going to do good things, you know, moving forward. But uh, had to get a shout out to Sigourney because um, they'll be taking on Kyoto on Friday night with uh, sickle uh, implications on the east side there. So it'll be a good game uh, up in Marengo on Tuesday for Sigourney. Well, I think what's going to be key in, in that game uh, is if Shafronic comes back. Uh, he's he's you know kind of day to day. He he'll get back here uh, uh, pretty soon. But I do have some breaking news. Uh, I can't remember what Shafronic's first name is. Do you remember? Ty. Ty? All right. So we're going with uh, Atomic Shafronic. <laughs> you never disappoint with these, Dave. You know that? I know it. Well, he deserves one. He's he's a big key to, to, to them, and they need to be at full strength. Uh, they'll be on the round guy game of the week Friday. 
uh, as we travel, as Kyoto travels over there to Sigourney. Uh, well, uh, I, uh, these are a little out of your, your range, Jeff. Uh, do you want to give us a, 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 a comment or, or just pass on this one, and, and uh, you could pick the next game? Uh, I'll pass on this one. Like I said, I'm not up that way a lot, and I just I just lost the score, so I can't tell you a whole lot. Yeah, well, that's kind of why I paired you up because you're, you know, uh, uh, Andy has a, a real good uh, view of certain part of it, and you've got a, a good view of part of it, and uh, yours, you guys' uh, views don't really overlap, so that makes it a pretty sure. great game. Uh, so, uh, um, anything? Uh, what game do you want to go to next? Okay, um, I'll just kind of break it down. There's in the in the north, uh, like I said, we got the Winfield going to Waco, and you got a seven and six Hillcrest team, like we talked about a little bit earlier. They're uh, going to Lone Tree, they six and nine Lone Tree team. So that should be a pretty good ball game, I think. L and M is going to Highland. Uh, Highland's won one game all year. I think L and M will probably take that one. And Wapalo is off, so that covers the north. As far as the south goes, West Burlington is going to Van Buren County. They should win that one pretty easily. Uh, Central Lee is at Burlington Notre Dame. Again, I'd probably say Burlington Notre Dame has a good chance of winning that one. And the last one there in the south is Holy Trinity going to Minneapolis. So that pretty much covers all the all the stuff I got over here on this side. All right. Uh there was a game Monday I forgot to mention where Anamosa comes in and plays the Washington Demons. I know both of you are pretty familiar with the Washington Demons. Either one of you want to give us a comment on that game? Go ahead, Andy. Yeah, I can jump in. I if if I remember, I think Anamosa has a pretty rough record. I have they won a game yet this this year, Dave? Do you have that in front of you? I I I just now found out that they're called the Raiders, so I didn't uh, uh, not not as up on it as I I like to be. So I can't claim that you're the Animosis, the uh, super fan then. Uh, I'm a big fan. Uh, okay, good. Uh, I haven't, haven't, they're like the WNBA. I haven't seen it yet. Well, you do move a lot of air. I know that. Um, but no, I don't know anything about Animosa. I do know a little bit about Washington. Um, just from what I think I saw as far as the records go, I, I don't think Washington's going to struggle one bit with an Animosa team with the weapons that they have, Ethan Patterson, the six triplets, and the rest of their crew. So, um, yeah, I, I I just don't see Washington dropping that game. Well, Andy, do you have yeah, any more run, rundowns of the sickle that we haven't talked about yet that you know about? Um, I Yeah, I don't have the record or the, the schedule in front of me, Dave, so you're catching me off guard on that one. You're going to have to pull it up. And okay, well, I got uh, English, Valley, English Valley at the Tri-County Trojans. Uh, actually, might be a good game, to be honest with you. Yeah, absolutely. Two evenly matched teams, I would say, in terms of being on the bottom side of the east uh, part of the Sickle Conference. Um, I think that English Valley has a couple of kids, maybe with some range and length, that could give uh, Tri-County fits. Uh, but Tri-County has uh, got a really nice point guard that can get up and down the court, too. So it'd be a good game to watch two evenly matched teams probably a coin flip on who's going to win it. And really um, in terms of having an effect on, on the sickles, probably none. So just a good high school basketball there. All right. Well, we got the Oskaloosa Indians coming to play the Mount Pleasant Panthers or the other way around, because I can never tell who's the home team according to this sheet. But uh, uh, um, you guys probably both know a little bit about Mount Pleasant, don't you? Yeah. Have you got to see uh, Mount Pleasant yet, Jeff? 
I have not. I know they're playing Washington on Friday night, and I'm thinking maybe I might head up there and watch them. Um, that'll have both teams are five and one in conference play, so that'll be pretty big implication wise as far as conference championships and that kind of thing goes. I know from everything I've heard, Mount Pleasant's a really good ball club, though. Yeah, well, uh, I, I, they are uh, really on fire right now. Uh, they lost a, a last-second heartbreaker just before the half to Burlington, but I don't think they've lost since, and I think they've played a bunch of good teams and put a put a pretty good licking on them. Uh, Oskaloosa is kind of a middle-of-the-road team, you know. Uh, uh, I'm guessing somewhere around a 500 team, uh, but still pretty dangerous and uh, 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 put a pretty game. I'm, I'm looking for that to be a good game. Uh the only other game I've got on here to talk about for Tuesday, and I, I think you touched on this. Well, there's a couple of them here. West Branch at, at uh, Bears at the Mid er, and Mid Prairie Golden Hawks. Uh, that looks like it could be a pretty good game. That West Branch is in second place behind uh, 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 Wilton over there, uh, and uh, Mid Prairie's is uh, or oh, Mid Prairie's in second place. Uh, West Branch is in third. Uh, this this will go uh, to find out who's the, the the top there. What do you think of that game? Uh, Andy McGuire. Yeah, that is a great game. Um, second play in third. Mid Prairie is playing really good basketball. That nice win against Regina up at uh, in Coralville. Um, I would I would just uh, to try and limit the time on this one. I'd give uh, the edge probably to Mid Prairie. Just returning um, the players from the experience from the state tournament last year, being in second place, knowing what's on on the line here. Uh, I just I think Mid Prairie is going to come out and play well. They're well coached. And really a talented group. Well, Mid Prairie's on a roll. Got a nice big win against Regina at the uh, Extreme Arena. Do you have any thoughts on that game, Jeff? Uh, again, a couple teams I have. I don't know a whole lot about. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, uh, we'll close this out. I think you touched a little bit on this. I kind of wanted to uh, expand on a couple. There's a couple games here. We can just bunch, bunch them together. The Wise and Muscatine and Highland and Columbus and the Pekin Panthers. Uh, uh, I, I think the Wise and Muscatine and Pekin are going to do uh, fare pretty well in these games. Uh, uh, Columbus has a player that's been out a while, at least their second best player. Maybe he'll get back into that. Uh, do you guys got any, any information? Let's, let's start with this Columbus Pekin game. Uh, Jack- uh, I'm watching Columbus Junction Wildcats play a couple times this year. And like you said, they're battling injuries and, you know, they're trying to get things on track, but, um, I think Pekin's going to, going to take this one in my opinion well Pekin has certainly elevated their play do you have any uh thing to say about that game Andy no I I would uh I back Jeff up on that one I think uh Pekin takes that one pretty handily as soon uh, when, when uh, Columbus gets back around to healthy like they were that first week in the season uh uh they'll get back to putting some wins on the board right now Pekin is really elevating their play and uh, uh that's a that's a big handful for the Columbus Wildcats uh, and again, the Wise and Muscatine ain't going to have any trouble with Highland. So, uh, uh, what about this Northrop kid? Uh, is that his name there at uh, uh, Jeff? Is that who we're talking about, the Wise and Muscatine? Yeah, um, I've watched this Northrop kid play a couple times now, and I was really impressed. I mean, his dribble drive to the uh, bucket is impressive. He can also step back and hit a three, you know, get, get the defense off guard. He's a talented kid. He can play ball, and uh, I really enjoyed watching him both times I play. So um, he's backed up with Xander Beery, a uh, big kid down there in left. He's a good rebounder. He can put up second-point ch- uh, chances and points, and um, I think L&M wins this one pretty handily. 
Well, we got a great sled of games, uh, some good games Monday, some great games on Tuesday, uh, uh, a bunch of real big ones. I mean, real, real big ones. Uh, Kyoto and Bell Plains are real big one. Uh, Winfield Waco is a real big one. This, uh, uh, what was that other one you were talking about down there with Danville and West Burlington, I think? Yeah, New London. Or, yeah, New London. Yeah, that's, there's some really great games out there. Well, folks, uh, that's what we got for you today as far as scores and i know we didn't get everybody's in but uh uh it's uh at least we got it out early so you guys can get ready i hope you guys get ready for a great uh early half of the season as we are really winding down this is almost the end uh jeff do you have anything to close with uh just get out and support these kids man support what they're doing and uh just enjoy some quality high school basketball i guess andy you got any final parting shots I'll share some breaking news with you, Dave. Uh, this afternoon, I watched uh, two third and fourth grade Kyoto boys basketball teams win their tournaments. So, just so you know how deep we go in Round Guy Radio, I'm gonna, I'm covering third and fourth grade basketball, and then uh, tomorrow night I'm gonna be in Sigourney watching the eighth grade Kyoto Eagles take on the eighth grade Sigourney Savages. So coverage from the high school level all the way down to third and fourth grade life in in southeast iowa is what you get here uh such as it is uh raw and straight uh from the horse's mouth thanks everybody for listening wayland state bank over 90 years of being community minded just like you located in wayland winfield and mount pleasant and girling repair of wayland Winfield, Iowa. If your mower's dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer.